I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin with Kane's mask on pretending I'm Kane I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin oh my god no Jesus Christ oh yeah and and Vince is yelling at me god damn it do it harder make more noise and stuff it's gotta be over the top I really did I screwed your brains out Yeah, so I guess we can have a little family meeting when we start this thing. This will be fine. Oh, another one? That's great. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll just have a little meeting this week. We'll just have a little family meeting. Uh, so we've been doing this. Oh, God. We've been doing this now for about six years, a little bit more than six years. And uh, I'm for those of you that have, have uh, tweeted in concern about the popping or the whatever it is that's on the pot, I don't know what it is. I've tried a different variety of things. We continue to try things. Apparently, it's on Brad and Britt. And it's on well, but we'll continue to effort it. I'm sorry. I hope you can soldier through. You guys have supported us through a lot of stuff, and uh, I certainly do appreciate it. It's been, you know, 2020 has just been a monster of a year, and it's brought by so many unbelievable different things that have been so difficult for everybody, not only politically, but with the virus and stuff. I personally, I don't talk about this a lot um, on the podcast and stuff because I would never want anyone to try to use this against my employer or anything like that. But a couple of years ago, I started a career as a, a dis- Dispatcher at uh, for 911 as an emergency dispatcher, and I take calls from people who need, and I dispatch for the police and for EMS and for our local sheriff's department. And it's been, you know, a very, uh, it's been extremely rewarding. I'm I'm much happier than I've been in a number of years, um, and I was I'm I'm making a lot less money. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'm I'm making about uh, a third as much money as at toward the end. I I had a job in Charlotte. How about those benefits though? Huh? The benefits are good. I'll say that the benefits are are tits. I don't know if anybody's ever been with the government in terms of their benefits. That's how they kind of compete with the private sector in terms of anything. Um. So I, I'm. I, I was that last two years in Charlotte, I was making six figures, but I was miserable because the people I worked for were assholes and they hated me and they thought I sucked and they took every opportunity they could to try to shit on me. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told you the story. We were doing afternoon drive, working from three to six, and people were bitching and bitching and bitching and bitching. And what you do in that case, obviously, if you're management, is you empower those people and get rid of the guys that are on the air. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I what thought that was like rule number one. It, that's why this guy named Howard Stern had this very promising career. A lot of people bitched about it, and he left the industry. That's because people, because management took the side of the listener and said, hey, you guys are right. This guy is offensive. We need to get him off the airwaves. So <laughs> that's what happens. So they were they were dreadful people, and I, I I stumbled around for a few years, and I was doing Uber, and I was doing Lyft, and I was working a lot of hours and making no money with zero benefits, but I was trying to support myself and going through something, and um, working very hard, and I was very unhealthy. And then in 2018, I got diagnosed with diabetes, and I had to make some changes in my lifestyle. I ended up I lost 65 pounds and whatever. I'm very healthy. I'm much healthier, happier than I've been, I think, since the 90s, maybe since I was half as old as this. I went to the doctor recently. They did the respiratory tests on me with my respiratory functions. Physically, um, I'm 41 years old. In reality, the calendar tells me I'm 50. So I'll take that. That's good, right? I'm that is good. Any, anything after you get to 40 and, yes. you know, and they tell you you're less than 40 in, in the way your body is, I'll take that any day. And then I had somebody tell me that I was wearing a, a, the clothes that I was wearing at work last night. They said, well, it made me look like I was 35. I was well, like, holy keep shit. Keep going down. Next thing you know, you're going to be a teenager again. Just a, I'm just this incredible hot piece of ass at 50, <laughs> uh, and I don't know what happened. But we had several people at, at the 911 center test positive for coronavirus, and it's it's been difficult. It's been really tough because these are uh, people that I care about and that I've worked with closely in some cases, and um, <clears throat> they're friends. And it's you know it's it's go time. It's like this is it. This is your your life is on the line. And I actually ended up. Um, Coming into contact with somebody, and then five minutes later, they found out they were they tested positive for COVID. That happened the other day, and that was really 
Um, I went through kind of an existential crisis for a few minutes to kind of figure out how it was, and I calmed down a little bit. Um, you know, we were—he was wearing a mask. I was. I lifted my mask up for a minute to get a sip of my drink. He, he kept his on. We were fairly well socially distant, and then the workstation was completely decant—you know, decon and all that stuff. But it was very, you know. It was go time. It was like that's that's when the rubber hits the road. And I don't, I don't have as much to live for as many of you people do. I don't have a wife. I don't have children. I don't. I don't even have a dog. But the fact that I could have carried this on to somebody who I care very much about, who does have people that she needs to live for, uh, that bothered me a lot. So it's been. It's just been a very difficult time. Um, and Brian's going through a very tough time. And it's just always been really good to have this time together with you guys for the past six years because through all the stuff that we've been through, it's been a great touchstone. And I know that, um, you know, we don't, we don't make money on this podcast. I hate to pull back the curtain that much, but it's important to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I know it's very surprising, uh, for people who see me around town in the Lexus. Um, hmm, if you'd like to come hang out that? at the gazebo, I know it's crazy. Uh, but it's, it's important to us not only that we get to connect every week and we have a, a steady schedule where you and I get to spend an hour together, no matter what, no matter what's going on. If you're, you know, you're having a hard time or you're having a great week, or you have a million things going on or you're doing nothing. We always have you and I have this time to kind of get together and connect. And the friendship that you and I um, established like 16 years ago was it started to be based on wrestling. And that's why it's so important to so many of us. A lot of people, the reason, like in the Midwest, particularly if you're like a Cardinals fan or a Reds fan or a Cubs fan or something like that, you connected with baseball and bonded with it immediately because usually it was your dad that took you to the game. Sometimes it was your mom and sometimes it was the whole family, but a lot of times it was your dad. And that is a reason that a lot of people their entire lives were baseball fans because it reminded them of their father and maybe their father was still around or their father left them. But if they go to a Cubs game or if they go to a Yankees game or a Red Sox game, it reminded them of those great times they would have with their dad. Well, for us, we didn't have major league sports when we were growing up and it was always wrestling. It was so huge in the culture in the Carolinas. It was a way of a, a touchstone and you could connect with your family members who you didn't have a lot in common with. Some of them were like 50, years older than you sometimes but y'all can connect on that level and your brother who might be older than you or younger than you and not into the same stuff that you were into y'all could connect on that level and if you went to school and maybe you were the new kid in school going to a new school you could connect on that level and talk about wow that rick flair ricky steamboat thing or man i hate the road warriors they suck or whatever that was the way it was and that's how our friendship started we also had a lot of other things in common with our obsession with radio and music and stuff like that but that's why we, it was the wrestling that connected us. And that's why this this podcast has always been really important to us through good times and bad. So I just wanted to say thank you guys for listening and being with us for six years plus because it's really important, I think, to both of us. And, uh, if you want to say something, Brian, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah, great job, man. Um, you said pretty much anything I, I would say. I would just definitely second everything you said and. And, and, and there's been other times just besides recently that, especially me, that I've had to deal with some issues uh, going on in the personal life, like a lot of other people. And this has just kind of been a great, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't want to use the word outlet because it makes it sound like I'm using this to yeah. vent my shit out. At, and it's not that at all. It's, it's more of an, I guess escape is really more the word. I can, I can come here, spend time with my, one of my best friends in the whole freaking world and talk about wrestling that I never get to talk about really with anybody else. And it's just, it just, it's just perfect. And, you know, after the, even after the 50 minutes hour that we talk about wrestling I, afterwards, for a while, I'm still relieved because it's still top of mind, and it, it, it's not just for that hour. So, yeah, it's it's been great, and 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 gosh, man, I really, I it seems like I'm the one that's been going through the issues uh, uh, through this whole time. But the, what you've had to deal with lately and, and and stuff has just been, God, it's always just been too much for both of us, you know. <laughs> no, it's it's a lot, but people have been very supportive, and I know that you like 
especially like connecting people with Twitter. You're very good at the Twitter. You amass a lot of followers, and you've had some famous people follow you and tweet you back and stuff. And a lot of that opportunity has been through this podcast, so it's pretty cool. Absolutely. 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 So, yeah, everything you said, I, like I said, I doubly say it again, and and thank you, and thank thank everybody. I, I appreciate you letting us do what we do and listening to us when you can. It's true that this is some people's favorite podcast. I don't understand why. Uh, yeah, that part I'm not sure about. I don't I get don't. it. But hey, I'm you know I, I appreciate the support and the love, even from overseas, even from our buddies in France and England. So hey, Absolutely. Paul. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 uh, it blows my mind, and it keeps get it really to me. It keeps getting better and better because at the heart of it, these other podcasts do try to be two guys talking about wrestling, but I don't think they have the friendship and the affection for each other that we have. Right. I think it goes a long way, and I hope people can kind of notice that and pick the pick up on that, you know. And now here's 20 minutes on Mandy Rose's vagina. All right. I think it's so- probably I think it probably smells like vanilla and magic. Uh, I believe it is a portal to all things wonderful. And it probably is. They really, you know, they really didn't cut her hair very much. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Was she? God, she was so fucking hot. Oh my god! How do they? I don't understand how she gets hotter every week. How does it happen? And she just got. It seemed like she just kind of stayed, you know, about the same there for a year or so, and then all of a sudden she just oh. hit another level here. <laughs> And by the way, by, by staying the same, she's at a solid like eleven, you know, on a scale oh, yeah, of one to ten. Uh, yeah, yeah. And now definitely. she's like a forty-nine or a tw- <laughs> an eighty-eight. It's like, how do you do it? Could you? I wanted I wanted to talk to you about the oh, who is the girl? The the girl that was doing the bodybuilding, Charlie. Oh yes, Caruso. Yeah, no, it wasn't the. It was it's Billy Kay's buddy, whatever her name is. Oh oh, Peyton Roy. Yeah. And she she won like the the, the bikini competition. Yeah, yeah, right? came in second or third, I think, uh, in like different categories. But yeah, she she did well in it. Apparently. And you showed me you showed me the picture, and what did you say? What was your comment when you showed me the picture? I said she looks awful. I yeah, I don't looks, think she looks good. I don't think she looks good at all. Yeah, I mean, she, you can't really tell when she's got clothes on, but when she's got this little string bikini on, it shows virtually every inch of her body. The only thing that really stood out that was that looked good was her abs. But her abs were protruding out of her skinny little body so far. You could almost, you know, mark that out. I hate what women have to put themselves through. I, and I hope she's happy. I hope this is something that's making her happy. And I, I hope I'm overreacting. But, God, I, I, I hate it if a woman felt like she had to look that way to make anybody happy. For any Honestly. contest or anything. anything. Contest or not. You know? Anything. I, I, I hate that. And I know that we've been as, as I, okay, not we. I've been as big a pig oh, as anybody geez. on this show, but I've also been extremely supportive of women over the years too. I think I've been incredibly supportive of what they have to go through, not only societally, but also in the business. It's been absolutely ridiculous. And I, you know, the, the body shaming issues. Well, I just talked about how, how Mandy Rose is. So I kind of lose a little cre- credibility there, but you know, we've also defended Jordan grace oh god uh, yeah yes it, it, it i i would i hope that she's doing this for all the right reasons and that it makes her happy but a lot of times these women when they're like a size two and they're emaciated and stuff it's because they're not happy and they're in bad relationships and they they, they can't be happy and i i hate that i just i, I oh. hate that that has to happen uh, yeah it's it's horrible and i i'm guessing that's not it she, she I, it seemed like she said after I read that she did come in second or third or what, you know, whatever it was that, that she's always wanted to do that. Now, I don't know if it's a one-time thing. I don't know if she meant she got it out of her system, you know, or if it's something she's going to keep on doing or whatever, but man, it's just, Oh man, it, I'll, I'll put it this way. If, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, I think it's been kind of a, a given thing that Peyton's had a little, got a little more sex appeal to her, just the way she shakes her hips when they on the, <clears throat> excuse me, on the entrance and, and that sort of thing. Not that Billy Kay is bad looking, but you know, I think it's always uh, people kind of lean to 
to, to Peyton Royce as far as I didn't, I didn't think that was the case when they were at NXT. I thought when they went to the main roster, it, it became Peyton okay. Royce. To me, that, that's yeah, how you, I, right. I may be wrong. It may no, have been no. about her the whole time, but maybe. Right. But I, I felt like Billy was kind of the supposedly the quote unquote hot one when they were at NXT, and then they got the main roster. I was like, oh, okay, Peyton's going to take the lead on all this stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I yeah. Good amendment there. Yes. That that is true. Ever since they've been to the main roster is what I'm referring to. Yes. Right. But this picture of her and those pictures of her, of this bikini thing that she was in, makes freaking Billy Kay look like Raquel Welch. I mean, she just she just went up a whole different you know level as far as looks when I saw her compared to Peyton. I'm like, what do you think? Uh, what do you think Billy Kay is? Do you think maybe she's a size eight, possibly a size six? Uh, yeah, I don't know eight, uh, which is. Which is tiny. I mean, like, tiny. I, think, I think the average American woman is like 12, but you put her next to Peyton Royce, Peyton Royce is, is a double zero all oh my day. God, yes. Every Easy. day. So if you put her next to her, she's going to look, she's going to look big. She's not. Yeah. She's well, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. She's, yeah. Billy is skinny. I mean, for all practical purposes. I introduced, uh, I showed a picture of the Usos, my favorite tag team, to, one of my friends at work, and she said she wanted to kill Trinity now. She's going to try to cut Trinity because um, <laughs> she, she wants to get with both of them. I said, would you settle for one or the other? No, she wants both of them. And I went, hey, that, I, and I showed her Trinity as Trinity's bouncing around last night, and she goes, oh, I can take her. I went, no, you can't. I don't think you can. I don't, I don't think you'd be able to. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't Trin- underestimate Trin. 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 Sorry, my, it's my imitation of, the, of that entire season <laughs> of Total Divas. It's Tran, 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 because she would she would clam up and not talk to him because they get in a snit about some sort of the kids getting ice cream or some shit, and she's oh. dealing with some drama with her dad who she was estranged from, and then she wouldn't talk to Tran, Tran. <laughs> I was also telling, I also told her the. Uh, I also told her the American Dwagon story last night. <laughs> now, please tell me she found that funny. She did. She found okay. it humorous. I mean, I don't know if I really, because I had, I didn't have a long time to tell the story, as people have heard Ford thought. But, I mean, the, the, the icing of the cake is it ends up in Daniel Bryan's book. So it means something. It was like, it was, it was, it was, it's been like memorialized in Daniel Bryan's book, and it's always going to be there. You know, unlike a lot of things, we didn't really overdo this one. <laughs> this was legitimately fucking funny. Anybody who was there that night will never forget that. I'm just going to say, if you if you had, because there was the historical significance of Daniel Bryan taking independent bookings after, you know, they, the indie scene had been like, well, we'll never see that fucker again. He's in the big leagues now. And then he gets fired in five seconds for some bullshit. And it's like, oh, oh, we can go see him have a really good match with this scrap iron guy who I've never heard of. And now I see him on, that's how the conversation started was that whole Michigas, if I may use the Yiddish at the end of SmackDown nice. where Braun Strowman and uh, Bray Wyatt, you know, he tosses him off of there. Like, oh yeah. They, yeah. And then <laughs> he turns him into the fiend. It's just like Dr. Dre. You're going to turn me into the old me. <laughs> God, too much of that shit going on lately. So what was that about? Are they trying to turn? Are they trying to turn him face? Is Bray Wyatt a face now? I, I dude, I don't know. I am so confused on face heel on this whole Strowman thing. But I just chalk it up to today's wrestling. That's there's no faces and no heels. There's no faces wrestling and, each yeah. other. Right, there's nobody right. you need to be invested in. Just go ahead and watch these fuckers wrestle. Uh, yeah, for two minutes, three and minutes. I, you know, I talk about those Taken movies with Liam Neeson. It's like you made the kidnappers and Liam Neeson like equally sympathetic. I was kind of rooting for the kidnappers there for a minute. I don't know. <laughs> right. I wanted them to. And it's like you're watching the Avengers movie and, and the guy goes over, you know, at the end. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a satisfying ending. Oh, wait, there's a part two where the Avengers actually win? I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, I was, I was talking to her about all this, but I, in the end, and I don't know, I don't know if they're trying to. I, I was trying to explain to her while we we're watching it. Well, you know, Braun Strowman's gone too far now, so he's a bad guy, and now we're supposed to be sympathetic toward Bray Wyatt. But then they go in the ambulance, and of course the transformation takes place. It's like the Doctor Who telephone 
case, booth, whatever. He comes out and he's the fiend. And then I explained to her, I said, oh, when he was the fiend before and he won the championship, they had like a, a belt you could make that looked like his face and it was like $1,500. And she was like, no way. So <laughs> that's what we I like. I like trying to explain the shit that's going on today to people who have some sort of knowledge of it, haven't really followed it very closely, because it just, it just blows their mind. They can't believe this shit is the way it is. And I'm like, you're right. That's the appropriate reaction. Exactly. <laughs> it reminds me of the gif of the blonde-headed dude that kind of blinks his eyes, you know, and has a little smile on his face, almost looks like so Ken Jennings, you know. I don't know what that's from. It's like from Logan's Run or some shit. I don't know what that's from. It's I, always from- I have no idea, but yeah. The GIF that I use more than any other GIF, and I, I peppered it at my girlfriend when we first started dating, is the one with Taylor Swift where she's on stage and somebody says something, she kind of like gives them a thumbs up and it kind of goes to the circle like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. That one is like my go-to and it comes in so handy every single time. Oh. Like, oh can we watch, God. can we watch that new movie on Netflix tonight? Like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, that's good. Sure. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, right on it. <laughs> An ongoing joke. We need to talk about Velveteen Dream. Uh, lordy, lordy. Been keeping him in the backdrop for this whole time, pretty much. Weird. It's wild, and it's now gotten the WWE some pretty awful mainstream publicity, which they have, may I just say, 100% earned. <laughs> may I just say, any negativity that t- goes toward this company over this issue and this should knock a little bit of the bloom off of the rose that is Paul Levesque. For those of you that stand up for Paul Levesque as the great crusader and savior of wrestling in 2020, you are now seeing what a piece of shit that this guy completely and totally is by covering up for his boy. Yeah. You're seeing it in full bloom. It's writ large. And there's no, I'm sorry, there's no fair and balanced way to look at it. Well, let's look at the other side. Maybe uh, the young girl that felt the teen dream was texting wanted it. Hmm. Let's think about this. God. Well, you yeah. have to be fair and balanced about these things, Brian. Well, that is a fair and balanced thing there's to say from the fair and balanced station. Sure. Yeah. Back in April, uh, last week after a two-month absence, I'm reading from Deadspin, which apparently still is a thing, even though it's not a thing, but they have a thing. So, <laughs> Last week after a two-month absence, a wrestler named Velveteen Dream returned to the ring, much to the consternation of fans and apparently at least one co-worker. Back in April, Velveteen Dream, whose real name is Patrick Clark. You remember April, don't you? That's when Carl Reiner was still alive. I do. I do. <laughs> It seems like it was 173 years ago, but it was really only four months ago. (laughs) It was really just a short time ago. It was so very, very strange. 24-year-old Patrick Clark was accused by anonymous Reddit users who claimed to be 17 of sending nude pics to other underage friends who the Reddit user said were 15 and 16 at that time. They've got got some of you've seen some of the screenshots, which is uh, his dick, Um, and then he's got some messages and so forth and that same reddit thread and there's audio and there's audio oh is it definitely him it sounds like him so it's I mean, not the alleged audio of tessa blanchard taking a shit for somebody's pleasure <laughs> see there's been so much crap going on uh, since that i'd forgotten lit- all about the old audio crap. of that literally crap is what it was literally literally which is surprising that she decided when she wanted to make a getaway from wrestling, she headed to Mexico and not Germany. Some of you will get that, and some of you will think that's funny. <laughs> I got it. But the rest of you never need to go look up German porn on the Internet, because Germans are fucking weird. And I can say this, because the last name is Whitmire, and that ain't Scottish. I'm just going to say, Germans are fucking weird when it comes to sex, and you people need Jesus. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't, And I really don't mind how anybody gets down. I really don't. No, that's not... Let's well, just... Let's just keep the excretory functions to the bathroom. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. I mean, it's yeah. a very simple line. That's all it is. I don't want there's – a, there's a certain amount of effluvia that I think should be involved in sex, and then there's a certain amount that shouldn't. Right. I'm with you. And I don't know how the Germans didn't get the memo. I just don't know. It seems like after, I don't know, the mid-century, they would have had to reflect on everything. And they would have been like, eh. We need to really change behavior when it comes to every asset of life. If we're blinking 40 times in an hour, I would need to go back to 35. <laughs> On this particular issue, they've decided, eh, we're going to go shame-free. Everybody okay with that? No. No. We are not okay with that, Germany. We are not all right with it. And, and just stop it. It's not good. And quit it. 
<laughs> here, here. In that same... In that same Reddit thread, the poster went on to include a body shot of somebody whose body looked a lot like professional wrestlers, although no face was visible. The photo appeared to come via direct message from Velveteen Dream's verified Instagram account. Uh, the poster seemed uh, legitimately distraught and asked for advice, asking other Redditors. I'm really worried about this. Does anyone have legal advice or whatnot? I'm thinking of deleting all this and getting the police. The poster asked how to contact WWE. That's uh, a very easy one. It's, I don't give a shit at... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't give a shit at VinceMcMahon.com if you want to go ahead and just contact him directly. Also, Saudi Arabian money at VinceMcMahon.com if you want to go ahead and do that one. Yeah, um, mark that one down. Fuck you, I've got McDivitt at McMahon.com. That's also another. The, any of those will get directly to Vince McMahon because he doesn't understand uh, direct messages or texts or anything at this point. Even after allegations became public, Velveteen Dream continued. They're using his uh, initials VD, which I think is very, I think it's unfortunate. I don't think that's right. It's almost apropos, but not really. For the episode of Good Times when JJ got VD? Yeah. That was bad. That wasn't a very special episode like it should have been, but yeah, I do remember it. There was like a million disclaimers, but then they showed it on the rerun like at 4.30 when I saw it. When I was <laughs> right. <laughs> this uh, contains very adult, not please, viewer discretion, easy files. <laughs> Meanwhile, my grandmother's behind me making biscuits and stuff, you know. The, the militant midget had to look up what VD was, and he goes, this happens when you, oh, that's when the <laughs> damn, damn, damn thing should have happened on, on good times. Ow! <laughs> it hurts when I pee. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> hey, JJ. Your dad just died driving to Mississippi. I don't give a shit. I got, like, pus coming out of my dick. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> Motherfucker, if you can find art supplies, can you find some rubbers? God damn it. <laughs> Alderman Davis, it hurts when I... <laughs> <laughs> My name is Lenny. I've got some penicillin. <laughs> what, what did, uh, what did, uh, uh, Willona call, uh, the, the, the maintenance dude? Butt. Buffalo, Buffalo butt. Buffalo butt. <laughs> some maintenance on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't doing shit. About these pipes, do something about this pipe right here, motherfucker. <laughs> oh God! The podcast that's only funny to about five people. <laughs> Katie Vick is alive, alive. Oh my God! Chill You have to talk to. You got to talk to the gaming marathon people. You have to talk to them. I can't believe you're not involved with that messaging thing that we had. I know. I just, I, I kind of bailed out and just. I, oh, dude. I have to tell you, they got some shit on Mark Ronick that is unbelievable. Really? Okay. My fucking well, God. My the, ears the guy that dumped us, Oh, the guy who dumped us off the Realm Network because we complained that Vince Russo was a complete homophobic piece of shit. Uh, Ronick, <laughs> Ronick's part of like a cult now. I don't know how to tell you any other way than this, and it sounds a lot like Scientology, and they're doing podcasts and shit, and he's changed the name. This is good. They changed the name of his company from the Realm Network, or I don't know if he still does that or whatever. It's called Ironic Media with the I, like the little I, like with Apple, and it's Ronick, like his name. Mm. And they're putting out podcasts, and uh, he's so good at what he does that he left the Twitter handle unguarded, and some people that may, be, may or may not be involved with the gaming marathon, snatch that Twitter handle. So it's oh. theirs now. Uh, dude, I was listening to some of this shit, and I'm telling you, 10 minutes in, you will want to fucking drink bleach mixed with pine salt and chase it with some ammonia. Because oh. they're talking, it's crazy. He's He's got a thing that he and his wife are talking about with this cult, and it's called hashtag um, pandemic positive, because they talk about the positive things that happened in their life because of all this pandemic, because they've had to make some changes and do some things, and now he's consulting with podcasting. Let me just say this. This is my recommendation for hiring Mark Ronick as a consultant for your podcast. 
at Ironic Media. If you have a podcast that's successful and perhaps is making money and you'd like to go make it go right into the shitter and make no money and become completely obscure, fucking hire Mark Runnick tomorrow. Is he your man? He's your guy. For, For lack of visibility, lack of support, lack of leadership, you can't get the total package in one guy like you can get in this guy can absolutely 100% take you into the shitter, and he can do it in record. But I, I have to tell you, you got to get up with him. He's the man. If you are somebody who is starting out small and you absolutely want to be disgusted, crash and burn, and quit doing any podcasting at all, I think he could probably do it inside of a week. He's just that good. He's, he's a miracle worker. I can't recommend ironic media enough for destroying your morale and taking your confidence into the absolute Mark Ronica call today 888 I have no idea what the fuck I'm that's 888 I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing and just get down to business in 2020 and if you think the coronavirus is destructive to humans wait until you see what the Ronic virus does to your podcast I like that as a slogan is that our first live read on this show I think so Okay, Went over pretty well, guy. sounds like. Um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you have to talk to those guys because the shit that they're going to throw on you will, it's going it, it really, honest to God, will bleach your mind. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it will make me feel uh, even that much better about bailing out. I, he's like, the guy comes to us and he goes, uh, you can't talk shit to Vince Russo about on social media. I, 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 you can't. Can't do it anymore. Like even my social media, which I had well before I ever came into contact or knew your name. Yeah, it's like mom said. If you don't have something positive to say about somebody, don't say anything at all. And I'm like, I'm I'm not oh, gonna like, do that. Because, like Russo does. Yeah. Okay, I got. It. I'm not gonna do that, Mark, because a, you're not paying me anything. Like if we were making money and you were um, giving me a check for something, we could have a conversation. You're not doing that. And number two, fuck you. And number three, fuck you. Those are two, I think, the most salient points. I've kind of buried the lead on that. But those are my two big points. Yeah. Taken well, by the way. I'm just very angry about, like, oh, you you talked about the people that own this company. I'm like, you guys are supporting a complete and total homophobe and transphobe, and it's really there. And you've decided you're doing it. You don't have to dig too hard to find it, no. And you decided you wanted to do that because he's making you guys money. Let's be honest. You supported him over us because he was making you money and we weren't. So what's important to your life is to make money despite how disgusting the content might be. It doesn't matter. You're making that choice. And that's exactly what you did. So now this thing that he has, I swear to God, it, 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 it makes Scientology looks completely legitimate and, and like fair. Ugh. And now back to show. Even after the allegations became public, VD continued to play a major role in NXT show until he lost to Adam Cole at NXT TakeOver in In Your House in June. At that point, VD went MIA, leading many fans to believe he was being intentionally pulled from the show while WWE investigated the allegations against him. Although WWE has never commented on the belief persisted uh, because in June, as part of the speaking... Boy, was that June? Yeah, I guess it was. Wow. Do you know all that shit happened on the first date that I had with her? Holy mackerel. All that shit happened that night. And I was like, I was texting her the next day. I go, look at this. We're doing the podcast. Look at this shit that's happened. This guy. And it was like, you remember how it was? It was mm-hmm. like David Starr gets tagged. Boom. Joey Ryan gets tagged. You know, it's like every, like every hour, another guy, oh, Lagana's out. Bam. Take some of that. You know, it's like everything. Yeah, man. It was so D-Day. Day, I'm telling her this stuff like this happened this time. She goes, well, I'm really sorry that I took you away from, you know, your, your hobby. And I went, I have no regrets. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no regrets. As a matter of fact, thank you for taking me away from at this point in time. I could be spending time with you or I could be looking at a Twitter feed full of just an absolute shit show, which although, you know, very empowering. I can always get to later. That's the beauty of the on-demand world. Yes. Mainly female pro wrestlers went public with allegations of sexual assault and harassment. Another alleged VD victim popped up. Wrestler Josh Fuller shared his full experience with VD, claiming the older man had begun grooming him when Fuller was just 16 and Velveteen Dream was 19. What 
Fuller makes clear is that uh, Velveteen Dream was never sexual with him. Uh, uh, he does recount stories of Vidi asking him to show his body via video chat, including asking him to see his lower body, which made Fuller feel like it's unfortunate the name Fuller gets dragged into this, isn't it? Yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> After the decades of popularity and everything that they've done for the wrestling business, it's unfortunate that that happens, but yeah. Fast forward to Wednesday when Velveteen Dream showed up out of nowhere at NXT as if nothing ever happened to take part in a triple threat match to qualify for an upcoming ladder match at NXT TakeOver 30. WWE has not provided any kind of statement on Velveteen Dream's return, but Paul Triple H Levesque spoke briefly about the matter with CBS Sports. Well, what saying, did he say? You know, in this day-to-day, accusations are made, and you take them all very seriously. You look into them the best you can. You find out what is there and what isn't. In this situation... Uh, Patrick Clark, Velveteen Dream, was also involved in a car accident. That's what took him off TV. In the moment, all this other stuff happens. You look into it and find that there's a situation that people bring to everyone's attention. You look into it and find that it is what it is and that there's nothing there. Hey, there's oh, that really? phrase again. It is what it is. That's that's the – you see, that's why I've never liked that phrase. It's such a trite, meaningless fucking phrase. And Like six and, figures and, of people die and that's your that's your comment on it? It's kind of a – you're an asshole. When you don't give a shit, yeah. Right, yeah. And somebody said that about his uh, about Trump's uh, brother dying. They were having this funeral service Friday at the White House, and somebody goes, "Yeah, it is what it is." It's appropriate. They did have a story that the funeral party went to a a restaurant in D.C. Have you seen the story? No, I have not. There was a bunch of them that were trying to be seated, and they were like, "We can't seat all of you. It's too many because we're doing the thing." And somebody from that wedding party punched the server in the face and potentially broke his nose. That's been confirmed. Lock him up. Lock him Fucking up. asshole, white privilege, piece of shit was told that he couldn't have his prosciutto and decided that he was going to punch a server in the face and did not apologize and said, you need to learn how to talk to people. I hope they sue him for every motherfucking penny he has. Do you think if a black person punched a server in the nose, that they would end up with a knee in their back, not being able to breathe? Because I think that. I'd say there's a strong possibility, yes. I'm just saying. It's crazy. Everything that we've done, Mr. Levesque says, we are comfortable with him continuing to do what he does and everything else. But he had a car accident. It stemmed down to people who thought he we removed him from TV for different reasons. We didn't. He was in a car accident. Once he was medically cleared to be able to return to the ring from his car accident, we continued forward the way we did. We looked into what he was there, and we didn't find anything. These people at World Wrestling Entertainment, who have decades of media experience in front of cameras and also in corporate communications, are are very not at communicating. And they show it every single time. They have, and again, this does not happen at Sprint T-Mobile. This does not happen (laughs) at InBev. This does not happen at, at Apple or at Microsoft. They have strict communications guidelines, and when there are serious accusations put forward, they have a way, even in corporate bullshit talk, of trying to diffuse the situation. These people who apparently are so studied and so respected, even Stephanie McMahon, who is supposedly just so great and and really the whole corporate communications, corporate world, et cetera, et cetera, uh, every time they open their mouths when one of these situations happens, it's awful, and they make the situation worse, and I don't understand it. I don't either. I don't either. They they think they're just better than everybody else, and they'll get away with it, just like the whole Saudi Arabia kidnapping hostage situation thing. They they think they got away with it, so the more they get away with that shit, the more they keep doing it because they keep getting away with it. Excuse me, and I again, I think if there was a real to be interested in covering these stories on Wall Street, just companies stock shitter because they would have no confidence in the management team whatsoever right you can talk about this new guy everybody knows it's going to be the mcmahon family that's going to be in control of that company um and they, they don't know what they're doing in terms of either the product or communication yeah and Everybody can all over again, and we're going to put 100,000 people in the Silverdome. And great Vince McMahon. No, this is not. This is the Vince McMahon who started the the World Body Bodybuilding Federation. Went all in on Ico Pro and shit the bed with with 
the XFL twice. You're not looking at the king of pay-per-view who was putting money in pockets for everybody back in the in the 90s. He just ain't. He checked out a long time ago. They had a question. This Conrad did ask Arn 58 or whatever on the Arn podcast. Oh, Lord. And they go, the question was this. Conrad goes, does Vince McMahon get off? It was something to the effect of, of just denying his fans stuff and being obstinate toward his fans. Pause. Pause, pause, pause. Arn would not even in a public forum talk about it, which means 100% yes, that's what Vince McMahon gets off on, is being a dick and telling his fans to fuck off every chance he gets. Yeah, that's what he likes to do. That's clear as a bell to me. It's not even... There's no even attempt to to shield it or to sugarcoat it or, or to mitigate it or anything. And I don't know how anybody is is even in in any kind of a mystery about this whatsoever. I don't, how, I don't get that. How I just don't understand how how Arn can be so hush hush about stuff like that. Because obviously, if he's not going to talk about that, he's probably not going to talk about other things either. But he's gone from there. Chances are, at whatever age he is, what he's early sixties, mid sixties. He's not going back to WWE. What does he care if he says shit about Vince McMahon, especially if it's fucking true? I, th- I don't know. I, I, I think he's been pretty honest. Just weird. Some stuff. Weird it's, an, it's an odd line for him to draw. I'll tell you that right now. I don't I don't understand any of that stuff. I don't either, unless he's still got some personal connections with him somehow, maybe through know. stocks or some shit. Who knows, you know? Fox 13 in Tampa ran a story yesterday about the bond hearing for, hearing for the suspect in the Sonny DeVille attempted kidnapping case. It includes surveillance video that was played for the judge of DeVille noticing the suspect and him walking through her home. Wow. This I tell something. you, man, that was some scary shit reading that stuff. That could have turned out way different than it did, honestly. Way different. Um, and I, I think it's that's another part of being a female in this industry is you actually do make it and you actually get, get past all the predators. There's yeah, out there that are going to harass you and stalk you and all this other stuff, and I think that's that story that's completely untold. Oh my God, yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but this whole new stipulation now of loser leaves WWE for Sonya and Mandy, that almost tells me. And I haven't read anything, but it kind of sounds like Sonya says, "Okay, I'm done. That's all. No more. I don't want this anymore." And she'll lose and go to do something else that she doesn't have to be in the spotlight on and all that shit. Because I tell you what, it would make me rethink things if it should happen to me, you know, if it was reversed or whatever. I think there's a lot of women in the business who think that, you know, I think it's going to be one thing. And when they get there, it's not. They end up working way harder than they have to for not as much money as they thought. Plus, they have to put up with this, all this other bullshit. And they're oh, making, yeah. And they see Vince McMahon, they see his family making all this money off of their backs and they can't even get health insurance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think a predator in the house who is literally seconds away from killing me would really make me rethink things. Yeah, you would be like, yeah, I can I can go work at the post office. Oh, wait, no, I can't. They're killing the post office. Sorry. <laughs> I know there's something else out there, though, I can find. But apparently, I didn't know this, and, and I think you probably read it, too, uh, eventually, that, that the other person in the house was Mandy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I, when I first, it first said her, uh, Sonya, and a second person, yeah. I thought it was like Sonya's girlfriend. I, I didn't know. Um, so you're, immediately your thoughts went to the two of them making out, which is exactly where my thoughts are going right, right now, which is really inappropriate and undercuts any concern that I've been showing for Sonya Deville over the past few minutes. Well, you know, can't help it. Thanks. We can thank McMahon for that. He's, he's put that in our head. Cat fight. Cat fight. Yeah, cat fight. Um, and as the, let me do this real quick and we'll get to some of the previews of the stuff. By the time you're going to hear this, I don't know if some of you guys are listening on Saturday, it's going to be relevant to you. If not, I don't know. We'll do some of the pre- previews of the NXT and the AEW. Are you going to be watching AEW? You're going to be watching NXT? Uh, I, I really, in my particular case right now, I, I'm kind of unable to watch AEW, but I will. Uh, so I'm going to definitely watch NXT. I hope it's good. Every situation, like if I'm given the choice, if, if it's a Coke or Pepsi thing, I'm almost always picking AEW over NXT every single time. I was kind of the opposite in real first, time. I, 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 I leaned toward your way as time went on to where we are now. 
And there was a there was a hate watch thing at first with AEW because I didn't like some of the stuff that they did, but at the same time, um, you know, over time it just seems like a much more big league presentation. It's got the bigger stars, Chris Jericho and MJF, to the the two best heels in wrestling. Um, I think the women's division is awful in a lot of different ways, and that NXT is destroying. AEW when it comes to women, which kind of either tells you about the value of women's wrestling in the marketplace or it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know what it says about any of that stuff. But yeah, I, I almost always pick AEW and I think they, they most always have better presentations. I think their interview stuff is almost always better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, I don't know if Renee Young is going to make it over to AEW. I feel like they're going to, it's one of those things where they're going to jack off all over themselves and, and be able to sign her. I think she'll do very well if she ends up going over to AEW. Um, I've also heard that maybe she wants to go ahead and just quit for a little while and get knocked up, which is like a thing, and that's fine. So God bless them. But I don't know. Well, uh, from what I understand, people at AEW really had no idea. Now, this could be bullshit, but apparently they told some whoever I read it, the 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 place that I read it from, I think it was ProWrestling.com, but I don't know where they may have gotten it from, but according to the article there that I read, people at AEW were stunned when they saw that she was leaving. They had no idea, and they didn't mm. have any foreknowledge of it. Mm. So I don't, if, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I, you know, it's obvious that it's the place for her to go just because of Moxley, and they could probably use another female uh, announcer-type person there. I don't think that would kill their image too hard matter of fact it would probably help their image if they they were to put her in some sort of prominent type position as a as some sort of announcer but i i don't know it sounds almost like it, yeah they just reading between lines I mean, it wasn't very clear but just trying to read between the lines is pretty much what you said that she's just ready to go get knocked up or she's um, wanting to maybe go the charlie caruso route and go to espn or fox sports or something well, like you said, he's he's had some health challenges over the past year, year and a half. So that may be something that he kind of needs to acknowledge. Like, yeah, if we're going to start a family, we need to go ahead and get this going. Yeah. So that well, may be something. Well, both of them are what, mid-30s? Yeah. Yeah, so they're, you know, they're not spring chickens anymore either, really. So, yeah, I, that would make sense. Was was uh, Excalibur back this week? I, w- I wasn't even paying that great attention. You're not, you weren't able to watch, right? Yeah, I'm not, I couldn't see it. I, well, I don't know. think they weren't all this week. They are on tonight. Oh, that's right. So I, I just think the show's so much better without Excalibur. And it's not even like I hated him that much, but I did. I just think it's a better show. I don't know. And I'm good with the two-man booth. I don't think we need Taz out there with Tony and JR, to me. I'm, I'm with you, dude. I'm, I'm two-man booth all the way uh, for anything, pretty much. The only thing – see if you agree with me on this. Just off the top of my head, just the three-man booth that come to mind, I could rattle off a bunch of them. But the one I think that always – Excuse me. Worked was a couple of the lineups that they had in the old Monday Night Football, like uh, Howard, Frank, and Don. Dandy Don. That was the that was the classic lineup. You know, yeah, and that's a classic lineup. And maybe one other Fran Tarkenton throw him in there or something. But they were pretty good. But after that, it got crazy. Even that gets got out of control. Well, you want your two-man booth. You want Summerall and Madden. And that's what JR and Lawler were. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Good Lord, and yes. And I think that's what, I think Vince even said that, that, or somebody said it, you know, after the fourth time that Vince ended up firing JR, is that's our, that's our Summerall or Madden. Yeah. Oh, easy. No, I, I can't believe anybody would even question that for a second. As great, the other team that they ever had in WWE that was nearly as good was Gorilla and Heenan. They were tremendous together. Yeah. Yeah. I'll but, give you that but, one. Yeah. Those guys were unbelievable. That's what got me going on WWE. We're watching those two go at it. So it's uh, Renee's going to be 35 in September. Okay. I figured they were mid-30s. I just didn't know exactly. It's her main childbearing years. Yep. Peak. So she needs to go ahead and... I, I can't believe it. You know, if it's him, geez, I can't believe he's not trying to hit that like 24-7, 365. You know? Like, I don't know. But he's too busy rolling around in glass. <laughs> well, you know, maybe maybe Chris Cruz can take up a new career and just try to cock block him. Maybe that'll be Chris's Chris Cruz's new gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> the cock blocker. I call on behalf of the Maryland State Athletic Commission to not let John Moxley reproduce. 
Hey, cock blocker, line one. <laughs> so, oh, hang on a second. I gotta get this. This, is, this could be important. It's Chris Cruz with another scoop. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> get the pen ready. Well, apparently, apparently he's blown the lid off of this text that I got from a Nigerian prince. Hang on, Chris. I'll get right with you. By time, somebody <laughs> kicked out to the bottom of this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see what's happening with NXT TakeOver. Triple X, no one under 18 allowed. Was is Velveteen Dream going to be on this? Is that what a- Obviously, because no one under 18 is allowed. <laughs> I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just go on. I'm just going to – my headline for this – and I will at some point watch it, although I don't. Like you said, I don't know in terms of watching it live or whatever. Yeah, I, I do believe this will tri- be Trevor Lee slash Cameron Grimes coming out party. I think they finally do it. They finally go ahead, rock and roll with this guy, and and do what they've been hinting that they wanted to do with him for a minute. I think this is going to be his coming out party for America. You could feel free to disagree. I hope so. No, I, I think it was. I think it's the perfect time to do it. Uh, th- there's other people that's been come having some coming out parties like I don't know Keith Lee, Keith Lee, uh, Apollo Cruz. Yep. Um, there's some other guys. Uh, uh, who? I mean, but, but yeah, if he's going to do it, now's the time to do it. Now, but get get some, make him into a star. You need some more stars on NXT. I just read that there's a draft coming up. You know, another fucking holy it, shit. Yes, really? yes, really? yes, yes. Really. I mean, I'm not even sure. We were talking about this the other week. I'm not even sure who's on what anymore again. You know, it's just so hard to keep up. No one knows. The the people on the shows don't know. They have no idea. I'm sure. I'm sure. So uh, let's say, you know, you take some more people off of NXT and move them up to SmackDown or Raw. So you're going to need some... You're going to need some names. You're going to need some stars. And now's the time to make Trev... I'm sorry, Cameron CG, if you will. Make him... Make him a star tonight. This is going to be, I think this is the deal. And I think they've been hinting at it and he's, I think he gets it tonight. Uh, it's Bronson Reed against Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes versus Johnny Gargano versus Velveteen Dream. That is your ladder match. And as we just pointed out, we think Cameron Grimes is going to go over on that one. Io Shaddai against Dakota Kai. From what I understand, the Io Shaddai beatdown on NXT was one of the headlines, was one of the highlights of that particular show. Oh yeah. I hadn't seen that one. It's supposed to be pretty good. Um, and Dakota Kai has Raquel Gonzalez in her quarter. I'm going to say Io Shaddai um, goes ahead and retains. I I would find it a little odd that they would only have Io hold the belt for no longer than she really did, just, what, a couple of months when mm-hmm. she beat Ripley. I would find it a little odd, unless they think she's ready to move up or something. But something tells me something tells me Dakota Kai is going to win this tonight. I hmm. think they've, they've been kind of holding back on her a little bit ever since the Tegan Knox thing and, and and all which i thought to, to this day I, I think was one of the greatest things ever when she turned on tegan in that, that in that um elimination chamber or whatever the hell it was match and that 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 was just awesome and i've got this i told you i got this thing for dakota kai anyway yeah she's she looks so much like this girl i went out with right when i went to college and we hooked up again a couple years later when i came back and Oh my God. I, I just, I, I've seen her lately. I've seen her on Facebook. She's just, God, she's just one of those girls, you know, from your, from, from your past that you just never really forget you about. Never forget, yeah. And, and there she is. And, and I, and ever since I've seen Dakota Kai and, and especially the way she looks now with that haircut she has now, it's just, oh my God. It's crazy. So, so yeah. So I don't know if it's my heart talking here or what, but I just, I, I think they've kind of kept her off in the, kind of in the shadows in a little bit since, Everything went down with her mm-hmm. and Tegan. Mm-hmm. All these other females have come up. You know, Rhea Ripley's still a big part of everything and all this stuff. I just think, I just think that uh, maybe tonight she's going to pull it off here. Tegan, Tegan's really been elevated ever since she got attacked by Dakota Kai that time. I know. That's exactly yeah. right. And, and I was happy about of, that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I know because you're a Tegan Knox guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's, she's definitely, she's very cute. Um, I, I'm going to say something that you're going to hate. <laughs> oh, no. Brian Last and Jim Cornette are all in on Pat McAfee. They think that this motherfucker is is wonderful. He is a fantastic heel. His promos are primo, and they really like this guy. <laughs> God, dog, man. I know that's a little disappointing for you to hear. Uh, I, I mean, 
I don't know what stands out about him. Uh, he's just a, another goddamn Gronk or, you know, chew, pick and choose any of them. The Pac-Man Jones, whoever that's made that little leap over to wrestling for a, a second or two, a cup of coffee, and then they're out again. I mean, maybe he'll stick around forever. I don't know. But it's just like I'm just tired of it. And to be honest, I, after I thought about it and went off on Pat McAfee, I think it could have been anybody. I, it could have been, you know, put put anybody from the NFL or whatever in his spot, and I would have been just as pissed about that. Just, I'm just tired of the whole concept. Adam Cole against Pat McAfee. Who do you think goes over? I mean, I think in their shitty booking, it would be Pat McAfee because I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, it's, one of the, I, it's, it's a situation that CM Punk would get mad about when somebody would unretire, beat him, and then retire like the Rock. Oh, I feel him, man. <laughs> I'm unretiring. I'm going to kick your ass, and now you're not going to be able to get me because I'm just retiring after I kick you. I, 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 I'm going to go ahead and say they put they put, put Matt, Pat McAfee over, and then I think he's going to be on the main roster before you know it. You're yeah. not going to want to hear these things. You're not going to want to hear. He's your I new know. Brock Lesnar, buddy. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Thanks. I can't even go two months without having another Brock Lesnar. Can't we just have, you know, Brock Lesnar free, just Brock Lesnar type free for a while? Can that be the, yeah, the virus that goes away in 2020? Please. Pretty uh, please. Keith, champion Keith Lee against Karrion Cross uh, with Scarlett. I think it's, I think Keith Lee goes over. I, it's just a matter of if they have a good match or not. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, it, I, I just can't see him giving it to Cross just right off the bat like that. He's not all that. He's got the great entrance. I still love that fucking entrance and, and everything, but I just, I can't say, kind of like EO. Uh, I, I'd be really shocked if they, but this is different though. I, Keith is uh, Keith is kind of a bigger bigger named guy right now than EO is as the champion. So I wouldn't be more I would be more shocked if Keith lost than if EO lost. This one could be like the sneaky surprise match of the night. It's Brizongo and yes, they are still hired by this company against the Brit Ambrose, Sony Lord. And Dan Legato, De Fantasmo, Joaquin Wild, and I don't know who's going to win that one. I think that should be a pretty good match. I don't know. Is that going to be? That's the pre-show match. I was going to say that sounds like a pre-show. Yeah. I think that one could be better than some of the matches that are actually going to be on this card. Yeah, it really doesn't sound too bad overall. I'm I'm not down on it. It might be turn out turn out to be pretty good. So I'm I'm hoping it is since that's the only choice I have tonight. And your PS de resistance is Timothy Thatcher against Finn Balor. Hmm. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not real keen on not not keen on, but I, I'm not really from, as familiar with this Timothy Thatcher dude. I've seen him sporadically since he's been around, but I, I don't know much about him. Um, I, I did you see Finn Balor working out with that 50 pound Bulgarian heavy bag? I did. When, golly, I did. that was impressive, man. That dude is shredded. Yeah. I don't know, but I still like Finn Balor, man. I, he's still one of my top he's dudes. Tremendous. Yeah. Here's SummerSlam. What is, did you? Do you have any comments about the Thunderdome? I. It's about what I thought. I didn't really know exactly what it looked like, but it's you know not too bad. I can't believe they get away, away with using the term Thunderdome. I thought that would be copywritten or something. I know. I know. I know. Mandy Rose against Sonya Deville. That's going to be the loser leaves WWE match. And you said that you think it's Sonya's. Bowing out. It makes sense. But why, not, why would also, Mandy? But I think also you have to understand they're probably not going to follow through with the stipulation because that's well, what the territories used to do, and Vince is anti-territory. That's Southern wrestling, pal. <laughs> yeah. If y'all say you're going to do something, then you do it. That's Southern wrestling. Um, Braun Strowman against the Fiend. The Fiend. It looks like Braun, it looks like Bray Wyatt is dead. The Fiend is back and. They're going to wrestle, and we don't know who the heel is and who the face is. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm still so confused about all that. This is Braun Strowman with the championship against uh, the Fiend. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win that one. I have no thoughts. Yeah, it, it just it could go so either way. Uh, it's just I don't know. Bailey versus Oscar, and then Sasha versus Oscar. I think uh, I think one of them is going to lose, and that's going to cause the other to. Get jealous, kind of thing, and I think that's going to have start your feud between Bailey and Sasha. That's what what's I. The, what's the better storyline, Bailey losing or um, Sasha losing? Oh, I would say Sasha losing, just because 
she's kind of seemed like the the sidekick ever since Bailey's had the belt, you know, for so long, that singles belt for so long. Dominic Mysterio, who really is, of course, Eddie Guerrero's son against Seth Rollins. <laughs> That's what we've been told. That's correct. Who's your poppy? Um, Seth needs to. I don't know about that one. They, I don't know if they want to give that kid his first win over Seth Rollins at all. I don't know about his contract situation or any of that stuff. There's a lot of stuff they they want to call him Prince Mysterio. I think. I've oh really? That. I didn't know yeah. that. Seriously, they want to. Call, that's what they want to call him. There's some Prince? there's some stuff about that. I'm not oh. sure. Wow. That, um, that'd be interesting to see how that one goes because I I don't know if I have a prediction for that one either. I, that, yeah, that one. I, I, but I'm like you, man. I, I don't. I can't see. I can't see Dominic winning cleanly. I know that's weird saying that because it's supposed to be the baby face, but if Ray Ray's going to be there, I can see how he would give him, give, um, Seth like a, a, a nut shot or something when the ref's not looking, but Seth deserved it kind of thing and Dominic ends up winning. But I don't know. I, I just, I, I would find it hard to see. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, it'd really be tough to see Seth losing to this because I, th- don't you think it would bring him down a little bit? Potentially, yeah. Potentially. Potentially. I wouldn't even want to try it if I was, if I was WWE to even potentially have that happen. I mean, again, if you, unless you're going to try to push Dominic in some way. Well, yeah, is he even signed? Is he even a a part of the roster? I don't know. I'm not sure. Apollo Crews against MVP. This has got to be Apollo going over. The whole idea of MVP coming back is to polish guys like this, isn't it? Well, that's usually the way. Yeah. I mean, you'd think. That's what I would think. Drew McIntyre gets Randy Orton. I think this one is, I think Ric Flair comes in, interferes on behalf of Randy Orton and wins the match for Randy Orton. I think that's how they, they're going to do it. It's like I think, this yeah, yeah. swervy think, swerve thing. Swervy swerve, yeah. I think, I definitely think Flair will be a part of it for sure. Street Profits against Andrade and Angel Garza, which has actually turned out to be fairly entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it's good for good wrestlers, for one thing, so that helps. It's, it's one of the few bright spots at all in WWE programming in, in 2020. Yeah, they're, they're good on the mic. All four of them are good besides wrestling. they you got charisma and that sort of thing. So, yeah, everything about it's been good. So I'm hoping that's going to turn out to be as entertaining as it has been. Any final thoughts before we wrap up another award-winning edition of Katie Vick is Alive Alive? <laughs> I don't know if we can handle any more awards, man. No, uh, no it's, it's crazy. I don't have any room at all on yeah, my shelf. That shelf, <laughs> shelf is getting pretty Please pretty stop full. giving me awards. Uh, no. Uh, I, again, um, second what you said at the beginning, and, and I mean that. So, yeah, thank you all. Um, you can follow Bryant on Twitter and Instagram. You should send him a message, Bryce Sports, at Twitter and Instagram, and he's very reactive and very um, responsive, so do that. I'm on Twitter at Britt Whitmire, a lot less reactive and responsive, it turns <laughs> out. Uh, on Instagram, it's beat up for reels, BDUB number four, R-E-E-L-Z, and the show itself can be followed on Twitter at Katie Vick Alive. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week, and until then, so long for now.